Hi guys and welcome to episode 11 of Just Keep Swimming. First of all I want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening so far. Um, I truly truly appreciate it. This episode is going to be about going back to work after grief, after losing somebody that you love, whether it be your parent, your partner, a baby, um, a grandparent, a sibling, whatever it might be, just that whole process of going back to work and that and those stages of actually preparing to go back to work as well can be really daunting. Um, the first thing I want to touch upon is, I don't know about you guys across the world, but here in the UK, you're entitled to three days of bereavement leave. And, you know, when I, I'd known about this beforehand, obviously before losing my mom, I knew that it was a three day bereavement leave. But when I was actually facing that and facing the loss of my mom, you know, and trying to work out what where on earth I'd be, you know, in that whole grief um, journey where I'd been those three days and thinking about actually going back to work, I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, It's insane to think that you can actually go back to work or, you know, your employers might want you to come back to work after three days. Um, I don't know about you guys or if you've lost somebody or if, you, you know, whatever stage you might be at, but having three days, um, I couldn't, I couldn't focus <laughs> by thinking about my those that three day stage. That's you know, I couldn't focus. I think my crying was uncontrollable. I wasn't sleeping. I was in a really really bad way. So to actually have it to be just a three day bereavement leave is just absolutely insane. Thankfully, my um, employer my management head teacher whatever you want to call him um actually said to me that I can take as long as I want um which was great to know which was really comforting to know because I thought you know I've got nothing to worry about you know they'll understand and I think they understood and they knew about my relationship with my mom and that I think really helped um but if I think about it again through three days after losing my mum, we were nowhere near, you know, sorting out a funeral. We were nowhere near getting over it. (laughs) We were nowhere near ready to go back to work, that's for sure. But it's insane. It's, It's crazy. And you know what? It definitely needs to change. The law needs to change. There needs to be some sort of allowances of if you'd lose your parent, there's there's no time scale there's absolutely no time scale as to how long you can actually have off or how long you know you should have off who is who are these people to dictate that um I know there's got to be some sort of rules but you know three days is is just ridiculous um I actually ended up having um five or six weeks off in total I think one of the weeks was half term so we had a bit of a holiday in between um but I think in total I had about six weeks off um and to think about it was I ready to go back I'm not 100% sure you know I'm not 100% sure because if I think about it those the first two weeks and stuff after losing my mum were just chaos 
were just absolute and utter chaos. There was so much going on. Um, and in my culture, being Indian, um, you know, the moment people find out that somebody has passed away, you know, everyone's immediate reaction is to come and pay their respects and come and pay their condolences. Obviously, this is pre-COVID. So, you know, the moment people started finding out that my mum had passed away, you know, people were just at the door. They'd just turn up. They'd just show up. They'd just, you know, come to the house. And and there'd be no, like, um, you know, we're on our way or we'll be there at this time. They just turned up when they, they wanted to. And, you know, that's all good and well. But it's really difficult to kind of have all that going on as well. You know, those... But that those two weeks, like, I think my mum was buried, I think, a week after she passed away. And then we have, like, an 11-day mourning period. So up until those 11 days, people can come and, you know, come to the house and pay their respects give their condolences to the family and stuff and we literally had an open door policy um thankfully like totally grateful for this but we had a lot of extended family that were able to kind of come come and be here for the whole day the entire day you know I had like lots of family that were here for the entirety of the day they would be here to you know make tea cook food um because these people that would come, it would be rude of them to come and not eat and then go, you know. And I think about it in the sense of mum would have wanted them to be fed and watered before they left. And I'm very grateful that my family were here to kind of help um, help cater for that. You know, people would come, pay their respects, have a bit of food and then obviously go their separate ways. Um but it was chaos. It was crazy. We had a lot of people around in those in those days. And, you know, the 11th day came and we had a little uh, prayer. So we'd invited people around again. Um, and we had a prayer to kind of put my mum's soul at rest. Because up until those 11 days, they say the soul is in limbo. Um, and it was, a, you know, a prayer and thing that we did in the house to kind of put her soul to rest I think um yeah anyway I'm kind of going off track but it's a very busy process um very busy journey to get from someone passing away to the 11 days of mourning because generally you'd like to have the funeral done before that as well so we did actually have mum's funeral done um a week after she passed but yeah after those 11 days like the house became obviously really, really quiet because everyone had gone gone to their own homes. You know, we had to put the house back together because obviously all our furniture was kind of moved out because we had a little marquee outside because there were that many people coming to visit and stuff. Um, we had to put all our sofas and things back because it was literally just empty room downstairs where people could just come and sit. Um, so we had to put the house back together. So some of the things that I kind of like did in that period of five to six weeks I had off, you know, we had, I did a lot of stuff. We did, did a lot of sorting and tidying. Um, I cleaned, cleared out the kitchen because my mum was a big, big cook. She loved cooking and she had a lot of stuff 
um and you know she she put things in places she knew where they were but nobody else did <laughs> so the case of going through everything and making sure I knew where everything was so that if I wanted to cook then I could um so that was a big job in terms of sorting everything out and clearing everything out um and I'm not saying I got rid of mum's clothes or belongings but I did sort them out you know they all had to be washed and put away um I made sure that everything was put away where it belonged um and I don't think I actually got rid of any of her stuff until probably like a year, over a year later, where I decided I wanted to go through some of it and get rid of some of the stuff. But it all went to charity, all went to a good home. Um, but yeah, sorry, I digress again. Um, and in that, also in that period, I think it was just time for me to be on my own and process my thoughts um to have an empty house was really difficult um not having anybody around you know everybody had gone back to work my partner had gone back to work my brothers I think my brother who lives in the Caribbean he'd gone off um because he had to get back to work my oldest brother was back to work so then it was just kind of me who was still who was still having time off um and that's purely because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to go back. Um, and then came the time of, you know, I think there was a bit of encouragement from family and friends to say, you know, maybe a bit of routine would be good. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to go back until I'm ready. Um, so when I was ready, I decided to obviously let my head teacher know that I'm prepared to come back to work. Um, and I'm thinking back to that time and I'm thinking at that time I was ready I was ready to go back to work because I did need the routine I did need that time to get back you know get stuck into things to keep my mind busy to be you know keep occupied I needed that I needed that focus and that drive because I loved my job I absolutely loved my job um I still do um which is why I'm still in it even 10 years later um but yeah it was really it was good for me to be back it was good to have that routine and I and I'd I'd spoken to HR and I'd said to them that I you know I needed a phase return and they were happy with that so I was just doing mornings for the you know for the first week and I think it was only meant to be for the first week but in actual fact it turned out to be two weeks because I I wasn't ready to go back full time um and I think it was more about having that balance of okay I've been busy for a short time in the day and now I need time with my my thoughts now I need time alone to kind of be be at one kind of think about mum and just and have those that little time to myself um, and it was a good balance, you know, I'd go in the morning, so I'd have to get up, get out of bed, <laughs> give me a reason to get out of bed, get ready, go to work, come home, have my lunch at home, and then I'd kind of potter around at home and kind of do what I wanted to do, and it really worked well for me, I think, to be honest, and then I think I extended it to the second week, um, 
because um, the first day back actually to work, I was, I was petrified. I was so scared. I was so worried about being back and having everybody around me knowing what I'd been through. Um, and I didn't mind my friends and stuff, obviously, who kind of knew exactly what had happened and understood my relationship with my mom. Like, I didn't mind them kind of questioning and saying things or speaking to me. It was the other people, the people that didn't really know what was going on or knew of what had happened but didn't really know me well enough to kind of come and speak to me about it. So you'd get that look of pity. Um, and funnily enough, I spoke about this with one of my friends uh, just the other day. I met up with her. She sadly lost her one of her parents and um, we were talking about it and she said the same thing it was the look of pity that was the most worrying thing and the most you know you didn't really know what to do with it okay you know my mum's just died great you don't need to look at me like that <laughs> I'll be okay um, and that's because people don't know what to say and they don't and that's fine but looking at someone in a certain way with that you know, look of pity is quite hard to take. Um, just say hi, just say good to see you, you know, something, just a little comment to say, welcome back, um, you've been missed, <laughs> whatever it is. You may not have missed me, but just say it anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really hard and I went back, I remember going in the first day and we had a um, parent workshop where parents were invited to come in with their children and like we had like time with them where we could talk to them about some of the learning and stuff that the children did and I remember being in and then I knew it was happening but I didn't think I was expected to do it or take part in it anyway cutting a long story short I ended up having to do it through no, no choice of my own um I ended up having to do this parent workshop and I, my colleagues were really great. They were like, you know, you don't need to lead on it. It's fine. Just kind of be there and kind of mingle with the children and the parents if you want to. But just it will keep your mind occupied. So I was like, okay, fine. And, you know, I was there. And one of the parents, one of the dads came and spoke to me. And I think one of his first questions to me was, how's your mom?" Only because a couple of weeks before that, I was off for a day, I think, because my mum wasn't well or something. There must have been something going on and I'd taken a day off and he found out in some way because it was because of my mum and he, he just asked about her and I looked at him with, like, devastation in my eyes, sadness in my eyes and and I think it was the first time I'd actually said it out loud and I said she died and the look on his face I couldn't really look at it and I literally like started crying got very very upset and ran off um needed some time to compose so I took some you know took a little wonder little cry in the bathroom came back and got on with it got on with it and then the next day it was better because it was just me and the children and then the time after that, it was the same. But it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I can't explain 
how much social anxiety I had. It was so hard. I wanted to just kind of be on my own and not be with other adults. I didn't mind the children because the children, you know, they, they're so innocent and they're so lovely and they just take your mind off everything. But it's the adults and I just didn't want to be around other people. Like we had meetings and stuff and I was just like, oh, I don't want to be here. Mind's not in it. I'm not ready for it. I don't want to be here. But it was more the social anxiety. I got really like panicked. got really worried all the time. But the amount of emotions and the amount of like thoughts and stuff that run through your head when you're faced with the, you know, the thing of having to go back to work and having to go back to normal life, that's hard. That's really, really hard, you know. But I needed that routine and I'm glad I did go back when I did. But looking back now, and if I'm thinking about it, was it long enough? Maybe I should have taken a bit more time off. I don't know. But at that time, it was the right thing for me to do. But that's the point. That's the, that's what we want you guys to understand is that you've got to do what's right for you. And if you're not ready to go back, then you're not ready to go back. It's fine. Take your time. Take your time and do what you need to do. Yes, you might, you know, piss somebody off for not being at work. Um, but you've got to think about your mental health. You know, you've got to think about your mental health. And if you're not ready for it, you're not ready for it. I would suggest having somebody at work that you can talk to. I was very lucky where I had a very, very good friend of mine as well as my head teacher, who both knew exactly what was going on. Um, but, yeah, try and get somebody at work that you know that you can turn to, to talk to about anything. Tell them what's going on. Tell them, you know, what's going on in your head and how you're feeling and stuff. Tell them that you're not okay to be at work if you're not okay. You know... There's going to be moments, there's going to be times where you are feeling sad and feeling low. And if you've got that person there, at least you can talk to them and turn to them. You know, but you... And if anything else, speak to HR as well. They're there to support you. I'm not sure how good everyone's HR team are. But, like, I think I was quite lucky in the sense that I had somebody specific um, that I could talk to at our HR team, like, ask for somebody specific, like, so they know what's going on, so you're not talking to everybody, you're not having to retell what's going on to a different person constantly, and then they could do the checkup calls on you and just see how you're doing, but yeah, I'd advise you to kind of do what's right for you, take it a day at a time, not even take it a day at a time, actually, take it an hour at a time if you need to, you know, 10 minutes at a time, get through it, and, you, and you'll and you be fine, you'll be fine, like, I was okay, I got through it, there are still times, there are still days where I'm low and a bit sad and stuff, where I'm feeling a bit, you know, but those, that's what, that's what happens when you have to go through something as traumatic as what we all do in some point, in some stage of our lives, but, yeah, we've all got to face it, haven't we? 
and returning to work is a really big thing well it was for me um I hope if you're listening to this it's helped you and made you feel like you're not alone because that's the reason why I do this I want people to know that they're not alone and I'm hoping that I you know to believe that I'm not on my own I know there are other people out there that are going through exactly what I'm going through and that brings me comfort um but yeah give me a shout if anybody if you need to have a chat um I can't really give you any tips and stuff about going back to work but I can tell you a little bit more about stuff if you want me to um but yeah I hope you guys are staying strong staying positive getting through each day day at a time um yeah have a great one guys sending you lots of love um and positivity and strength and I'll speak to you guys soon bye bye